be here. For those who are who were not feeling well, I'm glad that you're here. For those who are watching, uh, not able to be here, we are we're glad that you're able to watch. Hey, good morning, happy uh, happy Palm Sunday, y'all. Today is Palm Sunday, and uh, we're raising our palms, <laughs> palms to the Lord. In, in praise and, and honor to him. Uh, please remember that next week is Easter Sunday. If you're watching, be here. Okay, Wear your mask, distance yourself, but be here next Sunday. We want to see you on Easter. we got some different things going on, and we're excited about them. So uh, be here participating with us. We will not have first Sunday meal. We will give you that opportunity on Easter Sunday to go hang out with your friends and family and uh, and spend some time with them if you'd like to or just um you know go home take a nap whatever but uh, we will we will not be having our first sunday meal but please do be here if you have not yet brought your items for the month of march it is a toy of some sort so a a new toy from ages 2 to 14 so whatever you think that uh, a boy or girl would like from ages 2 to and, and they're it, they're split into four different age categories. So so something for a younger child, a, a middle age child, and then uh, an early teen would like. So think about that. And also in the month of April, if you're going ahead and and getting stuff, it is uh, shower items because April showers. So soap and hey babe, we should all that soap I just bought. Yeah, can bring some of that soap here. I well we don't even. Shane likes to be clean. Okay, that's yes. Amen. Cleanliness is next to godliness. That's exactly right. And um, if his soap use is any determination of how close he is to the Lord, y'all all got a long way to go before you catch up. Just saying. So anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, br please do bring you know, bar soap. Uh, those um, those. Um, little magic towels even that that uh, you just they're very small so it's easy to to put them into one of the boxes two or three of those in the box you can get those at the, at the dollar store if you'd like or get a, a whole pack of washcloths and we can put a pack in or um or those fuzzy things that uh, sponges and stuff like that to to work with so please do bring those items you guys have just been for the past however many years been just doing great about bringing stuff so thank you so very much uh please do continue to save your pennies because we're going to have a whole lot of uh, boxes to send i have a feeling and uh, continue to bring your boxes if you if you do not have uh, any money to to donate at least bring a box and we will greatly appreciate that we already have some but again i, I don't think it's going to be enough based on what we even have so far so Keep those things in mind. Any other announcements? Can't think of anything. So um, I did mention to you last week that the I'd gotten an email from Samaritan's Purse. So if I if I find out any more about the dates and times of that, I will let you know. Um, they're putting together shoeboxes in the in the middle of the year. Those that people have ordered. So we will. Um, if anyone's interested, we can we can see about going to do that. Um, it, it is Palm Sunday, but um, I, you know, I am glad that we're able to be here. Last Palm Sunday, last Easter Sunday, we were not because of COVID. So that's something to give the Lord praise for, Amen. That we're able to gather together and and that we are able to to join in worship in the Lord's house to uh, to bring Him glory and honor. And I just imagine 
that as as all those people were around that all of those who had we, and we've heard this preached I'm sure plenty of times before but but the, all those who had been had been healed by Jesus and all those who had been ministered to by him all those who had heard his words were in the crowd that day and they were all going up to Jerusalem because it was the time of Passover so everybody was was on the road heading toward Jerusalem and as they as they split the crowd for Jesus to come through and they waved and they they cried out holy holy is the Lord and, and they recognized him at that moment as Savior and then that led up to what we'll celebrate next week I just I hope that today that the presence of God will come in here so strongly I and mean, this is his house and he's he is of course he should be here even before we get here but I, I pray and as we go to the Lord in prayer, I ask you to pray that his presence would come into this place so strongly that he would just come down the aisle and that we would, we would worship and honor him in all that we say and do. Right. Let's sing this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to have his will in the service. Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, we come before you with thanks and praise and glory and honor. God, we thank you and we praise you for another day to come into your house. God, we are grateful that it is Palm Sunday. God, that we can raise up our palms to you, that we can that we can wave and worship, that we can lift up our voices in honor and praise to you. God, I thank you and I praise you that this is your house and you've invited us in. God, I thank you and I praise you that you have a purpose and a plan for each of us who have come. And God, that there are those here who have been rescued from sin. God, those who there are here have been healed from sickness and disease. God, those who are here have been delivered from all sorts of depression and oppression. God, we have so much to thank you for and to give you glory and honor for. And God, I pray that as we worship you today in every single part of this service, not just in our singing, but also in our giving, in our praying, in our listening, and, and giving of the word. God, I just ask that you would accept our worship. God, that you would be glorified and magnified and lifted up and praised in this place. God, we thank you that this is different from last year, that we're able to come together. Lord, we just thank you and we praise you for that privilege. And we ask you today to have your will in your way. We give you all praise and honor and glory for all that you do and all that you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 The splendor of a king Clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice all the earth rejoice he wraps himself in light and darkness tries
my time is in his hands Beginning and the end Beginning and the end The Godhead three in one You are Father, Spirit and Son Lion and the Lamb the lion and the lamb. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. Oh, we'll see how great, how great is our God. Sing the name of all names. You are the name above all names, Lord, you are worthy of all praise, and my heart will sing how great is our God. Sing that again. You are the name above all names, Lord, you are worthy of all praise. Yes, my heart will sing how great is our God. How great is our God, sing with me how great is our God. Oh, we'll see how great, how great is our God. Then sing my soul, my Savior God, to Thou art, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art! How great Thou art! Sing it one more time. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Hallelujah. Thank You. Thank You, Lord. 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 
You're worthy of every song we could ever sing. And you're worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. You're worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Sing holy. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. You are worthy of every song we could ever sing. And you're worthy of all the praise we could ever breathe. And you're worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Jesus tonight. Jesus, the name above every other name. And Jesus, the only one who could ever say, You are worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. And we sing, Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. And holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me and your love to those around me. Holy, there is no one like you. 
beside you open up my eyes in wonder show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me and holy there is no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me and i will build my life upon your
worship you. You are the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are my way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are my way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Tell him, that is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you are, Lord. That is who you are. Even when I can't feel it. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when you can't feel it, he's working. Even when you don't see it, he's working. He'll never stop, he'll never stop working. He'll never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are the waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are waymaker. Miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. That is who you are, who you've been and who you'll be. That is who you are. That is who you are, God. That is who you are. Give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, Lord. Good morning and welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. We're glad to have all of you with us this morning. It's good to have all you folks who are looking at us from home. We hope that you'll enjoy the service as well and that you'll be blessed. It's time to receive our tithing offering. If our usher will come, remember that we're having to get a new air conditioning unit.
it's going to cost us about seven thousand bucks so if you can give if you can't give today it's all right it's okay just any time that you can would surely be appreciated for those of you who are at home uh if you'd like to come by the parsonage i'm sure brother Jorner will take your money and if you want to come by my house i guarantee you my wife will take your money if you come by my house so if that's how you need to get it to us that's fine and that's no problem if we will let's pray thank you lord for this day thank you for all your blessings thank you for all that you do for us thank you for who you are today we pray that you touch us and bless us help this offering to be used for thy glory for thy power for thy strength that what we're, we'll do we'll do because we love you because we want to see the work of the church continue to move forward pray that you bless every gift and every giver those that can give and those that can't give that you'll bless them so that they'll be able to the next time I pray that you touch the message and the messenger this morning that what we hear will be food for our soul meat for our table your name we ask it today Jesus we do pray amen No place to hide this weary soul. This bag of bones. And I try with all my mind. But I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting. A vagabond. And just when I to do this again I don't know what they're doing but anyway yeah I shouldn't be nervous y'all family and I love you so I've been asked to take prayer requests so we'll get this thing started and uh, anybody have a prayer request spoken Tony yes sir Rhonda
Does Gretchen have any prayer requests this morning? Oh, not this morning. Okay. Okay, if that's if that's everything, does anyone have any unspoken requests? Just raise your hand. And uh, I'm gonna ask Amanda to turn this thing off, and everybody pray, and uh, and Sister Joyner, pray really loud.
glad that you are here that you have been able to be in the Lord's house again and and just thinking about a year ago today or a year ago Palm Sunday that we were having to well it was uh, that Saturday we we recorded everything because we didn't have the live stream at that point but we're able to record everything and then broadcast it the next day and it's just it's nice it's very nice to be able to be here with other believers um yes amen is it, I'm sorry, is anybody else a little warm? <laughs> Am I the only one warm? I'm sorry. It's just a tad warm. Thank you. Not only can he take up prayer requests and look good doing it, he can also change the temperature. Whoo, baby. Thank you, thank you. So, <laughs> uh, today it, it is, again, Palm Sunday, but we're not really exactly going to be talking about um Palm Sunday. Well, not at all about Palm Sunday, but uh, <laughs> but hopefully we'll see some some aspects of, of worship within here. Mm, Lord help us. Uh, we're going to talk today about sticks and stones, and we're going to be in Exodus chapter 17. Now, Amanda told me to tell y'all, uh, Brother Jeff is is helping with the with the COVID relief, and he's uh, he's helping to he's coordinating the IT that goes with a week long. Um, COVID rollout, and um, so she said, you just tell them they can look in their Bibles, and they can, they're going to be okay. So, all right, Exodus 17, so I'll talk a little while and give y'all some opportunity to turn there, but <laughs> uh, so that's why we get to see the, the cross today and all that stuff, but we are, we are thankful for anybody who can, who can help and will help, amen. So this, this occurrence happened a few months after being delivered from slavery in Egypt, the children of Israel find themselves now in a desert, and they were in the desert of 
we would pronounce it sin and then that goes you know that's easy to preach oh they're in the desert of sin and the lord's moving them out but the the pronunciation here is seen and that preaches too now i won't <laughs> I, you know that desert of seen and the lord sees you in the desert and all this uh, but i will not preach that one but they were on their way toward mount sinai which they'll come to in a, a couple of chapters but at the command of the Lord, now I want to reiterate that, and I probably will again, but at the command of the Lord, they begin to move. From one place to another, they're moving camps. They're continually moving camps until they're, again, reaching Mount Sinai, but they're kind of in the middle of where they started and where they are first headed to. Mm. Lord, help us. So at the command of the Lord, they pitch their tents at Rephidim and this word Rephidim means depending on which uh, which commentator you're listening to it means either resting place or balusters do do y'all know what balusters are I had to look this up balusters are those uh, well basically any leg of something like the leg of a chair the leg of a table um, kind of like spindles but bigger and they'll rest in a base, and they can hold weight. So this place was either resting place, which makes sense, I suppose, because something can rest on the balusters. But here they face some problems. They, they face two major problems in this chapter. Number one was that there was no water for the vast number of people to drink, and number two, an enemy arose. So here we see in Exodus chapter 17, verses 1 through, 1 through 4, it says, And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of Sin after their journeys according to the command of the Lord. Lord's telling them, you got to move. According to the command of the Lord and pitched in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore, the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. Again, thinking sticks and stones. And he's saying, he's saying, Lord, I, what's the deal with these people? They're, they're chiding with me. They're upset with me. Lord, you're the one who told us to move. Oh, my so in the chapter previous to this, if you look back at 16, and I'm not asking you to, but if you're in your reading and in reflecting, in the chapter previous to this, when the Lord had begun providing manna for the camp every morning. So right before this, the people had begun complaining, Lord, why did you bring us out here to die with no food? What are we going to do? So the Lord began to send manna day by day. And... Before this, when they were coming out of the land of Egypt, the Lord had provided for them a pillar of 
cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to show that he was with them. <clears throat> yet they were grappling with the idea that God had not provided water yet. Now this was a real problem. I'm, I'm not at all saying that they should be uh, that they should be fine with the fact that they don't have anything to drink. They're walking through the wilderness, through the desert. They're tired. It's a, a group of, some estimates are, between two and four million people. And they, they are. They've got men, women, and children. They have cattle who are going with them. This is a problem. I'm not at all trying to say that it's not. But notice that they did not cry out to God for themselves, nor did they recall his goodness in providing for them day after day instead they chided with Moses complained to him complained against him you give us some water as if Moses were the provider and the one to determine whether or not they got anything or not hmm. so the more uncomfortable they became the more quarrelsome they became to the point that Moses was afraid that the people would kill him. These people are about to stone me. Lord, what am I going to do? It comes before God. What am I going to do? Because these people are about to kill me because they don't have any water. Again, never in, these, never in these moments did they talk to God. Then in verses 5 through 7 it says, and the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee of the elders of Israel. And thy rod wherewith thou smotest the river, take in thine hand, and go. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb. And thou shalt smite the rock, and there shalt come water out of it, that the people might drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the name of the place Massa and Mirabah because of the chiding of the children of Israel and because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Who? Ouch. So when Moses called upon the Lord, the Lord gave him a solution. He said, Take the elders and take the staff. He said, You're going to need witnesses for this. You're going to need someone to come along with you to see that it's not by your might and by your power because notice they had called out to Moses and said provide for us if Moses had just gone all by himself and taken the staff and, and hit the rock then of course they would have thought oh Moses is our source Moses is our provider but he said take these elders with you and go to this place and that's where you'll strike the rock and he said the Lord said to him I will stand on the rock in front of you from the beginning Again, the Lord's presence was evident by the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of cloud by night. Now, think about this for a second. And as I was studying it, and I'm not, I'm not at all trying to add anything to God's Word or take anything away from God's Word. But as I was studying, I began to think, okay, this was a real problem that they didn't have any water. And they were in the desert. And there are a couple of times that this happens, and it says there was no water in that place. So if that's the case, this is a real problem. There are millions of people who need water, and there was no water in that place. What was God going to do? Because he was going to provide for them. He didn't take them out there to leave them and to, to let them die of thirst. 
But what was God going to do? And again, I'm not trying to add to the scriptures, but consider the fact that he was the pillar of cloud. And what comes out of clouds? Precipitation of all sorts comes out of clouds. And the thing is, if God proved himself that he was with them, evidenced by a pillar of cloud, then calling upon the Lord and saying, we need water... And God had been raining manna out of heaven, and he'd been, he'd been sending quail. Later on, he sends quail because they're complaining. Bless him. And the thing is, God could have, through himself, that pillar of cloud, if they had just called on him, if they had just asked him for his help, he could have sent water from himself. But instead, we see, and this may have been God's plan all along. Again, I'm not trying to say one way or the other, but it's possible that that wasn't his plan and that this is what he decided to do instead. So we see that God says, I'm going to stand in front of you on top of this mountain and you're going to hit this mountain or hit this rock, this cliff face. The word here is cliff face or boulder. So the Lord's presence, was there on top of this cliff. And see, in the New Testament, we understand that throughout the wilderness wanderings, there was a rock that followed the children of Israel, and that rock was Christ. And here as well, we see this prophetic picture of Christ. Because as Moses struck the rock and water flowed, that water was life to those who drank. And next week we will be celebrating, and throughout the year we should be celebrating, but, but we'll be talking about Jesus and the fact that, that as he was struck in his side, that blood and water flowed, and from that was life, that life-giving sustenance that comes out of Christ. And here we see a picture of such. So the water came forth, and the people were satisfied and the elders were witnesses that it wasn't by the power of Moses but that it was by the power of God that this happened and after this Moses renamed the area Masa and Mirabah Masa meaning temptation and Mirabah meaning strife y'all y'all came to this place and because of your bad attitude the name of this place had to be changed Whew. Lord help us And the people had had within this situation, Moses tells us, that the people had had the audacity to ask, is the Lord even among us? Man, that just, uh, that, that really, really? I don't know, maybe I would have been like that too. Mm. Is the Lord really among us? After being delivered from slavery, from the Egyptian army, from the having to cross the Nile River, excuse me, the Red Sea, after being delivered from all these different things, after being saved from the plagues, and they were the only ones who didn't go through them, after all this, the, the presence and the power of the Lord, after daily seeing the pillar of cloud or the pillar of fire at night, after a constant supply of manna for months, and they had the audacity to ask, is the Lord even among us? Oh, dear Lord. And then we see in verses 8 through 13, 
Oh, we're reading the whole chapter, y'all. Just let you know. Verses uh, 8 through 13, it says, Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy and they took a stone and put it under him and he sat thereon and Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands the one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. It is not really clear how much time has transpired between these two events, but it is noteworthy that one follows the other in the account of Moses. Because they had just complained against the Lord. And it's all in the same place. It's in Rephidim. So they had not moved. It had not been very, very long. Because they hadn't moved from that place that they were complaining. Here they had this place of complaint and doubt and questioning. And Moses says in his writing, Then came Amalek. And the thing is, we, we learn in Deuteronomy chapter 25, and you don't have to turn there, but if you're looking at it later, in Deuteronomy chapter 25, at the end of the chapter, the Lord is speaking to Moses, speaking through Moses, and he speaks to the children of Israel, and he says, don't forget what they did to you. Don't forget how Amalek came, and in Deuteronomy it says that Amalek came behind them and attacked those who were the weakest. He came, the enemy came up from behind and he, he began to hurt those who were weak and weary, those who were not able at the front to be as, as strong. We'll talk about that more in just a second. But notice the roles and responsibility of each character. First we see Joshua. And Joshua was asked to choose the men who would go with him and to lead the army. This is the first time that we ever see Joshua. Never seen him before now. So there's no real history of who he was and what type of experience he had, but apparently he was trusted to the point that he was able to lead an army. Then we see Moses standing atop the mountain holding up a staff. Sticks and stones. We see him holding that, that staff that had that had been the conduit of miracles over and over again, the staff that had just struck the rock and, and the water flowed out. So he took the staff with him because it was the conduit of a miracle, and he was believing that God would do something through that. Then we see the chosen men, those who were fighting the Amalekites, those who were chosen by Joshua as, as people worthy, as people strong enough to go out and fight. And then we see Aaron and Hur, 
who were standing beside Moses, who went up on the mountain with him and stood beside him. So, as we see that they're up on top of the mountain, and Moses has his hands raised, and he has the staff in his hand, and, and as long as his hands are raised, the Israelites are winning. But he begins to lower his hands, <laughs> and the Israelites are defeated. And, and I can just imagine, you know, this up, and they're, you know, they're, they're advancing, and then down, and then the Amalekites are advancing, and it's just very back and forth, and Moses, they're trying his best to, to hold up, and and the stamina that it would take to hold up anything, to even hold your hands out for, you know, a length of time, even the strongest person, that's going to get tiring after a while, to hold your hands up, to to have your hands raised. Oh, it kind of is like Palm Sunday. But to have your hands raised through the battle. How tiring does that get? To have your hands raised through the battle. That as long as your hands are up, you're winning. But when you begin to when you begin to be weary, when you begin to put your hands down, then the enemy begins to win. Whew. But God had sent with him those whose job it was to find Moses a stone and to hold up his hands so then we see in verses 14 through 16 and the Lord said unto Moses so this was after the the battle had been won and the Lord said unto Moses write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven and Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi for he said because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation so upon winning the battle this account was written and it was to be rehearsed in the ears of Joshua now even at this point the Lord had a plan for Joshua's life we'd never heard about him before but even then, the Lord saw into the future and realized that Joshua would be someone of importance. He was going to take over the responsibility of Moses. He was the one who led the people into the promised land. He was the one who had led them to military victory time and time and time again. And this first battle was to be to Joshua a memorial of God's faithfulness. He said, rehearse it in the mind of Joshua because there will come a time that Joshua is the one who's got who's to lead the people. When he steps over into the promised land, he's going to face Jericho. And he needs to remember, he needs to remember that you keep your hands up and the battle's won. He needs to remember that if he'll just listen and follow the direction of the Lord, that they'll be victorious. He needs to remember it. It was not for the benefit of Moses, and he didn't even say to tell it to all the children of Israel. He said, tell it to Joshua, because he's going to be the one. He's going to be the one who needs to remember this. And then Moses built an altar to the Lord and named it Yahweh Nisi. And he, in this, it says Jehovah Nisi. If you'd been in our class for the past however long, you would understand that, um, hey, y'all, if y'all were not on in Wednesday nights now, 
if you want to come to Brother Mike's class Wednesday nights, that's great too. But if you want to be virtual with us, you can. We we do a virtual uh, option as well. So on Wednesday nights, come be a part of something. But uh, in our class on Wednesday nights, we'd been talking about the names of God and, and that Jehovah is the pronounceable name, but the name really is Yahweh. And Yahweh is that covenant name of God, that name that God said any time that Yahweh precedes one of the names of God, it is what he has promised to be. And here he says that this altar will be named Yahweh Nisi. And this word Nisi means flag, sail, banner, sign, or standard. Something that you can rest on. That baluster, that refidim that it was supposed to be, something that you can, something that you can cling to, something that you can gather under. Because just like a, just in, in the olden times, in like medieval times, all the warriors would go out and they would have their flags flying. Or they would have the flags of those that they represented. If it was not the, the lord of that area, then whoever he had sent out ahead of him, whoever he had sent to, to be his emissary, would have his flag flying. And the idea here is we are going to fight under this banner. We are going to fight under this flag. This is the standard that we look for. This is who we're going to fight for. This is who we agree to go toward. And Yahweh Nisi is the one that we fight for. We will march only under his sign and colors. So what battles are you seeing? Well, the first battle that they saw resulted from a true need. When we look at this story, it would seem that they're fighting for thirst that they're fighting thirst and weariness through this journey in the wilderness. It, it, it looks at first glance like their fight, their battle is with weariness. Their fight, their battle is with thirst. That, oh, that's what the problem is. But the issue's not really the issue. What they were fighting was doubt. When we are really, truly weary... None of us have been there, right? You've never been really weary? <laughs> when you are really, truly weary, what is your go-to response? When you have calls to question, is that what you do? Or do you recall those times in the past that he has been faithful and come through? I've, I, I know that if he did it once, he'll do it again. I may not see where the water's coming from, but I know that he'll do it again. Do we recognize when we're weary, when we're tempted to doubt, do we recognize, Lord, you woke me up this morning, and from that point until now, you've provided every breath. You've provided every step. You've given me strength, and you've given me provision day after day. Or do you sometimes wonder, God, were you ever really with me in the first place? I don't know. I, I may have felt that way before. That those times that everything just looks so awful, 
It's like, God, were you ever real? Is this the place that you actually wanted me to be? Did you actually guide me and direct me to this point? Because God had directed them. He had told them to go to that place. And or do you sometimes wonder, God, is this even really the place that I'm supposed to be? And you begin to doubt, and the enemy comes and attacks your mind and says, oh, you shouldn't even believed in the Lord. You should try to take care of yourself. You shouldn't have been following him because he wasn't really guiding you the, the where you thought you were supposed to go. <sighs> Again, there was no doubt that they needed water, but their first reaction was to complain to and then about Moses and question the goodness of the Lord. But it is in these times of weakness and doubt and worry that the enemy begins to take advantage. Then came Amalek. Amalek was a descendant, or the Amalek and the, the children of Amalek, the, the armies of Amalek, were descendants of Esau. So this is a continuation of a fight between Israel, Jacob, and his brother Esau. And the thing is, sometimes our old enemies come up when we're feeling our weakest, when we're feeling our most weary, when we begin to doubt the Lord, when we begin to doubt our position and where we're supposed to be, those, those old lies begin to come up. And, and we sometimes can't see them. They don't face us, but they begin to come up and sneak in behind us and begin to whisper in our ear and cause doubt and cause worry. <sighs> then came Amalek. And this word fault here, I thought it was interesting, means to feed on or to consume. So not only did they fight them from, from the front and with, with attacks of an army, but they wanted to feed on them. They wanted to consume them not just fight them, but to completely destroy them. When an enemy comes to consume you, it is then that you must be firm on the foundation with the Lord as our standard. It is in these times as well that each of us has a responsibility. It may change from time to time. The Joshua's, Again, this is the first time that we see Joshua, yet he was called upon to select an army and lead the charge. There is potential in you. There is potential in each of us that will only be realized in battle. There is potential in you that will only come out when it's time to shine. There is potential in you. There is something that God has put within you that only comes out when there's that opportunity. Because when there wasn't a battle, you know, we didn't see Joshua. He was off doing his thing. But there are people that, that will shine when it's time to, that, that will take up that sword and will begin to, to work and fight. From that point on, Joshua was the, was the servant of Moses, and he was his, his mentee. And later on, many, many, 40 years later, Joshua became the leader. We see some that are like Moses. Those who are most visible <laughs> sometimes feel the most responsible. Understand the importance of intercession because 
Sometimes that's, that's your role. You're the intercessor. Sometimes the, the winning or the losing depends on how much you keep your hands up, how your worship is, how your praise is, what your connection is between you and God. And it's not in, it's not in Moses' power. It was in that conduit that, that came, that, that rod, that staff that was between God and man. <laughs> and sometimes it's more difficult. I don't know if you know. Sometimes it's more difficult to watch the battle than to actually be in it. Because see, I know how to, Moses, he'd already, he'd already killed a, an Egyptian and he'd already uh, fought the armies of Egypt. He'd already stood before Pharaoh. He had, he had done a lot of things that were very upfront and, and showy. But sometimes it's tougher to stand on the top of the mountain and watch those that you're responsible for, watch those that you love, watch those that you care about fighting. Thinking, Lord, are they going to make it? <laughs> if I could just go down there with them and do it for them. If I could just be strong on their behalf. But those Moseses, their responsibility is keep your hands up. Keep worshiping. Keep praying. Keep being that one that God can touch. And, and through you to intercede for those in front of you. That's when the, the battle is won. Much like Paul and Silas, whose worship freed everyone in the prison, sometimes our worship determines if someone else makes it through. Our intercession, our prayer for those around us, and we can't fight it for them, but we can fight for them. <laughs> Hear what I'm saying? I, I can't do it for you. I cannot come against your enemy. I can't fight against the things that are going on in your mind, but I can fight for you. Me and the Lord, we're talking. Then there were the chosen men, those who were putting on the whole armor. Sometimes that's us. Putting on that whole armor of God, ready to face the enemy with the word, with prayer, with worship. Those who are, who are nameless and faceless sometimes, but they're the ones on the ground doing the work. Sometimes we're that. But then sometimes you got those errands and the hers. Perhaps the most thankless of the jobs upholding the weak there are those who would feel that doing this is pointless and I don't know you may feel like that sometimes what am I doing this pointless I don't I don't feel like I'm really accomplishing anything for the Lord I'm just I'm not leading anybody I'm not down there fighting I'm not on the front lines taking the arrows, taking the shots. I'm not there. I'm, I'm not the one holding up the standard. I'm not the one that's, that's praying for the victory. It's not determined through me whether or not the victory is won. All I'm doing is holding up the arms of the one who's holding the standard. Do not allow the enemy to convince you of the futility of your responsibility each one of us is responsible if you're in the body of Christ you have a responsibility 
and you're necessary. God shows us each of these roles to show us that we are each necessary. If if Aaron and her, again, they, they're not the ones getting the glory for, oh, great, that's wonderful that, that Moses held up the rod, but they're not the ones getting the glory for holding up the hands of Moses, getting him a rock to sit on. But if they hadn't been there, then Moses would have let the staff down, and the Amalekites would have run roughshod over Joshua and over the entire army. They weren't an experienced army. They'd only been out there three months. So the enemy will come up behind you and he'll begin to whisper, what you're doing is pointless. What you're doing is is of no value. There's no reason for you to even try. There's no reason, reason for you to even keep on. That's a lie. The Lord is my banner. We are all under this banner together. We are all fighting the common enemy and striving toward the common goal, which is the prize of heaven. So do not allow your discomfort to cause you to doubt. If God has ever been faithful, he will continue to be. And I don't know how he's going to come through. It could be raining out of the cloud. It could be water from a rock. I don't know how he's going to come through, but he will. Because if he's done it before, he'll do it again. Let your first reaction to your needs be to turn to the rock who is the source. Turn to the cloud who is the source. Not to complain about what's going on, not to look to others and say, well, you should have done this and you should have done that and that should have been better and all this, but my first reaction, my initial thought should be, I got to go to God. I got to find out what, he's, what he wants me to do. Stay strong, because weakness makes us pray to the enemy. Understand that your role is important. We need you. We need you. You're watching. We need you. And set up the Lord as your standard. Do these things, and you'll be strong in the Lord, winning against the enemy as the music plays just want to pray for us that we'll each be strong and that again wherever you are in the because these roles change sometimes sometimes I'm the one fighting it sometimes I'm the one standing on the battlefield and I need somebody to to pray for me I need somebody to stand in that gap for me sometimes I'm the one interceding and I'm looking and thinking God is it going to get better for that person Sometimes I'm lifting up somebody else. God, you see. You see. Interceding on their behalf. As we stand, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Have Him just surround us and speak to us. God, we thank You. We thank You. We thank You. First and foremost, God, this Palm Sunday, we just we worship you for who you are, for what you are, that you are Yahweh, Yahweh, whatever we need, <laughs> Yahweh, our banner, 
Yahweh, the one who comes alongside us. Yahweh, the one who fights on our behalf. Yahweh, our peace. Yahweh, our provider. Yahweh, our one who shows up on time. Yahweh, our righteousness. Yahweh, our shepherd, our leader, our guide. Thank you, Father. Thank you. God, I ask you now that you would touch each heart. God, that through your word, not, not because of who's delivering, but God, because of your word and its truth that you would speak to each heart. You said in your word that it would not return void, but it would accomplish what you have planned. And God, I ask you now that you would go to each heart, plant within us this determination to serve you first. God, to turn to you first when things are difficult, when things are bad, when things seem like they're falling apart and we have real true needs that instead of complaining, instead of questioning, that we would turn to you and say, you've done it before, do it again. However you want to show up, God, I trust you. God, I thank you and I praise you that each and every one of us has a role to play in the fight. God, that you work and move in our lives, that we can be strong. God, that we can fight against the enemy, that we can tear down the lies of the enemy and say, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, get away. God, we ask you now that you would strengthen the hands of those that are weak. God, those that are fighting for themselves and for others. God, lift them up. God, those who are fighting fights, those who are fighting fights that seem impossible to win. Those who are fighting fights that they're looking down and they're saying, God, please take care of this person. I can't do it myself, but God, you can. God, those who are struggling in any way, I ask your help. God, for those who are Joshua's, who just need that opportunity to, to open up and to show forth your goodness, to release what's been built up inside of them, God, to, to break forth. God, we ask for a release now. We ask for a breaking forth for those who just need that, who just need a chance, who just need an opportunity. God, break forth, burst forth, take the limits off, God. We ask your will be done in each and every life, God, that if there's anyone here who doesn't know you as Savior, that you change them. God, that you help them to know that you are the answer. God, your will be done in each and every one of us. Heavenly Father, as we go forth today, as we go forth today, that we would receive your word, that it would be deep inside our hearts, that for each and every person we come in contact with, that we can minister to them in some way. And we speak over your people. <laughs> may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen.